Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. By now, if you listen to us every week, you know that in this podcast, we like to take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into little tiny bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help you and really secretly ourselves uh, get through change. We're both uh, in love with change, we're fascinated by it. And so if our experiences can help others, uh, we really kind of, we dig that. That is our jam. So we have a little bit of an interesting plot twist this week in our topic, right, Rod? Mm -hmm. Our plot twist is, what do you do when there's no change? What do you do when nothing is, right? When nothing is novel anymore, when there's no more surprises and life is just a little bit like Groundhog Day, what can we do? Rod, I know. what are you going to add into the mix? Help, well, help, help. This is a great, well, great is not the right word, but this is a uniqueness of our situation um, yes. to, to look at, oh, wait a second, the narrative is that people don't like change. You know, humans... Resist change. I was Googling, like, does anybody like change? And nothing came up. All the articles were <laughs> why people hate to change. And hence our podcast. Right. <laughs> but then, hey, wait a second. There's something about um, change is that's good. And now novel- novelty is a little bit different. Uh, not a little bit. It, it's different than change in a way but it's kind of like yeah like every day is groundhog day nothing's changing where are the markers in our lives to indicate that time is passing you've heard the expression yes perhaps, like covid time yes so uh 100 yeah so what's up with the uh not what's up but it's like definitely there's something about us that we do actually like to change a little bit and have some novelty I, it's so it's so you know you guys all know I'm not really the researcher in this friendship that is 100% in Rodland typically but this week I actually did some research because I am so bored sometimes with the lather rinse repeat uh, universe that we seem to be uh, living in that I thought like okay I, I I've got to try and read and there are things that are actual boredom consultants really did you know that. No. Yes. Tell me more. Yes. I think my mom was that. I think she, <laughs> because I'm an only child, I think she did a lot of boredom consulting when I was a kid in the summertime anyway. Uh, the whole, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything that you and I are going to talk about. So we're going to dive into it. But the fact, just the fact that I wonder pre-COVID if a boredom specialist or a boredom coach would have even existed, you know? Like, just the fact that there is, that you can actually yeah. Google, I'm bored because of COVID, and then articles from people called boredom coaches come up, I oh find gosh. fascinating. Okay, well, thank you. I know. By the way, th- I, I've got now my uh, Sunday uh, noontime reads, because I'm going to just be searching that after <laughs> You're this. You're going to use the Googles? Yeah. Use the Googles. So tell us, what, does, coach. what is uh, some of the boredom consultants, what what are they diagnosed? Diagnosing, first of all, I know it might be obvious, but like, what do they say? Like, hey, yeah. your situation is dot, dot, dot. I can help. And what do they suggest? 
I think it's like, it's, it's what, so as always gang, Rod and I have a conversation on Friday and from that, this topic is born. So, you know, on Friday we were kind of talking about like, I've been really tired this week and just kind of been feeling blah and, mm. and, you know, it's been a bit rainy where we are. And so, you know, maybe it's the weather, but that, that sense of blah, that sense of not really feeling like you have energy for stuff, mm-hmm. um, so the 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 person I read, uh, and I wish I'd written down their name, but again, not typically the researcher in the family. So you're just going to have to bear with me, folks. Maybe <laughs> we'll find it and put it in the show notes or something. But um, the whole notion is that like boredom and depression can really go hand in hand. Although boredom is a, mm-hmm. you know, to compare, to say that it's the same thing, it's obviously not the same thing. Um, but that same sense of sort of ennui, that like a, just a sense of like, nothing is exciting oh here we go again you know logging in at x o'clock in the morning logging off at y o'clock at the end of the day and it just like feel right so it's it's that his whole take was like if it looks like this then chances are you need to think about being bored Mm -hmm. honestly i think that all of us know that already though yeah you know what i mean like i don't think there's anything in that that was novel maybe it's just because i'm not finding anything novel right now rod who knows little bit of self-diagnostic happening as we go but yeah yeah, to me what was more interesting were like some of the ideas um this person shared to help get out of it but do you want to add anything in to like how do you know if you're falling into this boredom trap did any of your reading well add anything to this it it feels like a lot of it's saying the same stuff yeah no it's so it's a great question because um they did I didn't see any overlap. Like the when the the stuff on novelty talks about like oh how your brain has some dopamine re you know blah 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 yeah. when you have some kind of you know when you skydive or you like when you see a person run a, down the street in a gorilla suit or something like that. Like you know the the <laughs> saying it's like how our brains are wired to notice things that are novel. Uh, otherwise we get into the, you know, like you walk down the street, if everything's exactly the same, you don't really notice anything. But if there's a, right. The gorilla walking, you know, gorilla suit walking by, you do notice it. And that's just, that's part of, or like a really cool car that you don't usually see or right. Like, or yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, just describing it in the sense of well why well because evolutionary it was important to pay attention to things that were new just in case if it was a danger or not. Um, and then, uh, makes sense. yeah. And then the other side is, you know, when we, we talked a lot about the the threat uh, response, the or the reward response, is that yep. some of the same neuroscience stuff of like what's happening inside somebody. People, it's like you get that rush, but they're conditioned to feel that as a uh, they seek it. So thrill seekers will get this rush from this fear like it's the same chemical response but the way that they're interpreting it in that scenario is what they seek like the skydiver or the bungee jumper or the yeah so but ne- so long answer to say they don't then talk about then the uh the opposite the absence of that the boredom um which which were which is really this absence of anything new or different day to day yeah because it used to be you'd walk in the underground and you'd like run into someone. Right. So where we work in Toronto, there's like a vast set of underground, uh, like 
what are they like hallways i guess yeah. or whatever but like big vast where there's shops and food things or whatever and so you could be walking in the underground and like randomly run into someone you haven't seen in a year yeah. and then there's just that novelty of catching up in the moment or avoiding someone that you don't want to see but right. even that's novel right? right like it's 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 all that sort of almost playful stuff oh maybe that's it it's the playful stuff that shows up that yeah. now it feels like that playfulness is a little bit what's missing. Mm -hmm. And that's why it feels so good to laugh right now. So much of what I've read is in doing my super extensive research um, is a really around the importance of being around people who make you laugh and having uh, a really good yeah. uh, belly laugh. Well, I'm going to put something. a check beside that because I get to hang out with you a lot. So I got it. Stop it. Stop it, Ron. I'm hugging you from a thousand miles away. Not really, probably. I don't even know how far away, but nonetheless, yeah. big hugs to you, my friend. Thanks. Sames, right? Like, yeah. And maybe that's a part of why we love these conversations together, because there is something novel. We're learning from each other and about each other every time we do it. Yes. Um, Isn't there, so, is there an element, like, to, th to think of the our weeks as they go by and you know you come monday you're some virtual meeting somebody says oh how was your weekend and for the most part the answer is well i did the exact same thing i do every other day or every other weekend yeah <laughs> which yeah. how would you describe like when you answer that question is there part of you that's a little bit a bit disappointed in your own answer you know like you, yes of course of course, like it's just you don't even want to talk about it because it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to went to the market on Saturday morning. Went to the da da da, da you know, and and even though it's stuff I love doing, like I love what I do on the weekends, it's still the, it is that sort of lather, rinse, repeat approach to things right. that kind of after a while, even when it's stuff you love, you just need something novel. Okay, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yes. What are we going to do? So what I think is that playfulness thing, I do, I didn't read that anywhere, but I do think that that is a, like being silly. And one thing I did read was uh, host a dance party with your friends. Um, yeah. I used to have kitchen dance parties with two of my really good friends. And I honestly, it's been like a thousand years, it feels like since we've done that. And we can't right now. So I think I'm going to get them to host a virtual dance party with me. Yeah. Just each of us in our living rooms, probably light a little bit, you know, lightly drunk. Yeah. But doing a dance party, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, like, I guess. Just something silly. And like, just it's the silliness and the fun of it that is the hard part. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. And then that's completely different from what your other routine like so it meaning like the zoom call to catch up with friends still important for sure but yes. i don't think that classifies as new necessarily anymore um no so there i i think there's uh, would you say it's where there is a difference between this kind of novelty and then change when we talk about change so that I mean, it feels like maybe they are hmm. separate things. And we're talking about spice in life or the sprinkle of new different things versus a fundamental change. Yeah, but I think we have... Ch see, I think... Hmm, I think the change is such a good question. I think the change has come in that we've lost that novelty. Yeah. And so that, like, that's the change that we're dealing with. And we're trying to break that 
I feel. Yeah. To kind of break that. Yes. That change. This is a change I actually want to break. Most changes, I'm just like, okay, well, mm-hmm. here we are. Let's try it out. Let's see what's going to happen. This change, mm-hmm. this like lack of novelty thing that's been introduced by COVID, I would like to break it. Yes. I would like to break it. And yeah. I don't say that often, but yeah, I yeah. like I, I think this is one change that we got to change. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I the, You know, people talk a lot about the covid fatigue the lockdown fatigue the other this mm-hmm. and um i uh even coming into this conversation i wasn't thinking about how you just described it but i think you're right yeah we have changed to this mode and we need to come out of it and i think the novelty part helps with the the covid fatigue and the covid time warp because there's something like just how i've noticed this and how you remember week to week like what was three weeks ago versus what was six weeks ago well without any markers to say oh well three weeks ago i bumped into leslie in the path and you know or right right or three weeks ago i had the virtual dance party you know that becomes a marker in your to help you understand the time and oh but it was two months ago that i did the uh you know virtual i don't know something else or um even or getting out and exploring a different part of this city or, or doing something different outside. That's something that I've read a lot about is, you know, as you go, because so many of us are, have started going on walks, take a different path every day and really, you know, notice what's going. So walk without your headphones in and mm. really notice what's going on around you. Really take the time to look at the flora and fauna to you know, see what the house shapes of the houses or apartments are and just really get into your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, like that to me is, is an easy way to do it because, I mean, we live in a pretty walkable city. Uh, so, you can, you know, you can go a dozen different directions mm-hmm. and always be finding something new. So I'm, I am definitely going to try that one. In the mix, I don't think it's going to get rid of my, I don't know if I talked about this last week or four months ago problem, but I think it'll help me sort of set my brain up for a little bit of pizzazz heading into the day, you know? Mm-hmm. I like walking in the morning, so for me, it you know, it's, it's about how do I get some pizzazz in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First thing. I, I like that. I've taken different paths. I always... Uh Actually, I w- I've always done that in this, and it's the like, oh, I might discover something in this way. I o- back a little bit about me. Back when I started working downtown, I was as, a, as the junior person in, in the and with my other junior colleagues, I quickly became known as the the person who knew all the good places to go for lunch in the path because nice. I would I would always be like, oh, I'm going to go check out this area. Maybe there's something down there that's that's different. Um, and uh, at the end, I would have like a little collection of the, uh, of course, it was the best and best value. Like, let's just be clear. We've talked about this before. <laughs> best also means That's cheap. That's my rod. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the driving, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but we, there's none of that now. It's like, uh, should no. I do the same thing I had yesterday for lunch or the same thing I had two days ago for lunch, which was the same thing? 
Yes, right? Like even that is so crazy. And and I'll tell you like I am a I am a functional walker. So when I go for walks in my neighborhood it's because I like I have an objective. Either I have to pick up food for the furry people or I'm going to the market or something. But there's some kind of um you know, like there's a purpose to my walking. So I'm having to learn walking without purpose and just like the walking being the purpose. Ooh. That's a that's a huge mind shift for me. I am I am absolutely a functional must get these things yeah. and I'll go for a walk around it. But then it's always with the objective of I have to end up at this place so that I can pick stuff up and bring it home. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, I'm trying to learn to to walk just for the sake of it. Yeah. Just for what I see and hear. And and I went for a walk early the other morning. Did I tell you about this already, Rod? And there was nobody on the streets and I could walk with my mask off. It felt like I was like such a cheeky monkey breaking all these rules because I was walking without my mask on. It was so delicious. Yeah. Oh, it felt so... And so it, that felt novel to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I told everyone who I talked to in the first, like, couple of hours of me getting back in and getting logged in or whatever, I told them all, I'm like, and then I was able to walk without a mask. Dun-dun-dun. Oh. Like, it's some kind of kid's story you're telling, and that's the big ta-da towards the end of the book, you know? Wow. But it's little things like that that I think are going to keep us, yeah. you know, on the on the same side yeah. finding new ways to find novel things and maybe redefining what novelties are in our world yeah yes you know because it's not going to be running into each other and it's not going to be making recos on the best places to go for lunch and it's right like it's you know we it, just we have to figure out how to redefine it yes it's you're the master of reframing okay. we have to reframe I'm, it okay hold on i'm, I'm gonna reframe it here Wait a second. <gasps> Get ready, folks. Rod, like, if you don't know this about him, this is this and asking awesome questions are his uh, superpowers. So I don't. Roderick, tell us. I don't know. I don't know actually if this is a reframe, but it just it where before novelty came to us, we just had to go about our day and stuff came to us. Now we have yes. to we have to seek out and and plan, which so takes away a little bit the, the I don't know, the organic nature of the novelty like you know what i mean it's different if you're like oh i bumped I, in the person versus it, the, what you're saying is we're distinguishing between spontaneity and novelty where i think those yeah, two things have been that's right right yeah oh so okay. you have to there is you have to make some effort to bring the novelty where before we didn't have to necessarily make effort we just had to go about our day Right, right. Yeah. And that it may not be spontaneous, but it can still be novel. Yes. And I think for me, those two things have been inexorably linked. Mm. Even though I never thought of it before until right now, I think those two things have been inexorably linked for me. Yeah. And so now I think if I understand those as two separate things, I can make novel things happen around me. I can talk to people I haven't talked to in a long time. I can go walks for walks on different routes. I'm just planning my novelty yeah. rather than spontaneous novelty, which we may all like better, but it's just yeah. going to probably be a while before yeah. we can have, you know, spontaneous novelty again. Yeah, totally. I like, I, I remember when, so my kids, as they were going through the, early teens that were lots into sports and so it meant my weekends were um just driving them around 
and uh, mm-hmm. and so that meant my my it, like the routine of the the life was just this repeat like I didn't have to seek out stuff to do it I was like what's the schedule right you tell me what to do right which I'm guessing a lot of people are dealing with right now even more so right yeah like, and then so when it stopped all the time and yeah yeah when it stopped and it's like they were no longer so and then not only weren't they doing those organized sports but then like they get to an age where they basically you don't see them anyways um right. they're in their room or <laughs> I was like I don't know what to do with myself and I had no uh, there was no kind of muscle in me that was planning weekends because I was like, I was never able to plan a weekend because I was always driving. Right. Around. Right. And, um, um, I actually, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I've, uh, gotten better at that because I just, um, even before COVID it was, it was still a similar routine. But the, the story is to say is like, it does actually take effort to plan stuff and, like, like it's actually a good thing to carry on post COVID is like it's this, if there's a change in people's habits to help overcome this challenge, it's one that could carry through um, as lives in, come back to normal is to be planful about what you do with your time. That's interesting. And um, yeah, that you find rewarding. You know what's so interesting about that, Rod? That I, so yesterday morning, um, where I live, there was a power outage at about eight thirty in the morning, and I had plans. Like I had the day planity planned, 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 and this power outage kind of it forced me. And and it said it wasn't going to be fixed until one o'clock in the right. afternoon. So you know what I did? I went back into bed. I'd been to the market. I'd done all the things. I was halfway through my cleaning. I got back into bed. And I read oh, for an you. hour. I get. I, re- I started reading the book that you gave me for Christmas. Ah. It's amazing. I cried in the first twelve pages, which oh. you always know a book is good when you cry in the first twelve. For me, because it's a letting go, right? Yeah. Crying is such a wonderful thing. Um, and so I just laid in bed and I read and I thought, okay, I have to have these mornings more often, <laughs> like where I just tell myself that there's a power outage. It was like the universe provided this novel experience for me. Oh, yeah. Um, right? Like novelty was thrust upon me and it was delicious. But maybe based on what you're saying, too, I don't have to wait for a, I don't have to wait for a power outage yeah. to do that again. Right. I can just take a Saturday morning where I say, push all my plans out by a few hours. Yeah. And just heal and just lie in bed and, you know, be relaxed. Now, easy for me, I don't have young kids. So I know that for anyone listening with young kids, I know that that's not necessarily a model for you or, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be for an hour or whatever. But even if there are like little 10 minute windows where we can do that, it it just felt so different Mm -hmm. and out of it made me anxious at first because I thought I have all these plans. What's going to happen? And then I thought, no, this is like, this is a, mm. this is truly a gift from the universe that I get to just sit and, you know, yeah. chill out. Yeah. It was awesome. So that's, that's a couple of really great points. You weren't making these points, but as you were describing your experience, I would like to point out is that one is, yeah, make the, it's a good thing to make the effort to just do a different schedule, particularly in COVID time, like mm-hmm. do something completely different. Two is... You said it really felt awkward. And I think if we were sharing, as you're sharing with me and others, is is it's not going to feel comfortable as you do, as you fight back against your schedule, no. right? No. Yeah. 
it's going to feel because I am a, an uber scheduled person. Like I'm a pretty my and an ex who used to call me a planosaurus. Uh, I like a good plan rod. I really do. And so when my plans get tinkered with, I can sometimes get a little bit like, ee! but I learned yesterday that it was it was so delicious. Yeah. I actually think we need to do that more right now. Yes, like where the, the novelty is now in moving away from the routine yeah. and just doing something totally different. Right. Like one of my colleagues, they took her, she and her partner took Friday off and they took their daughter just for a fun day, just for their daughter. And I thought how luscious for everybody, like how just to just do a complete break of routine and whatever for everyone. They just took the day off and took off and uh, totally unplanned, decided on Wednesday that they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, like, I just, I think we need to do more things like that. Yeah. Mine was thrust upon me, but sometimes that's how I need change to happen. I need it to just be like happening. Yeah, totally. And then I learn as I go. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what, um, it was good. before we leave the conversation, there was one thing that, so you made, yes. I had, you mentioned earlier, I think is really important is recognizing that we've changed. We we're in this now, you know, groundhog day experience, but it's, it's not just a, in the moment we've actually changed from a year ago into this mode. Yeah. So what would our best advice be as you know, if we look forward to the end of the year, as things get back to normal, if we've changed into now, then it's actually going to be a change to go back. It's not going to be like one day to the next light switch. Hey, back to normal. Right, right, right. Well, and I think the hardest part, and I think we've talked about this here before, is the, is sort of the social interaction part. So I am like a giant hugger. Like I am a 10 Mississippi hugger. I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable doing that when we first get back into seeing each other again socially, right? Like Mm -hmm. all the people we work with and all the things. And so just navigating all that, I think, is going to be, is going to, you know, perhaps uh, create some anxiety for folks. I think this is, but I think this has been true for a lot of things of COVID. The behavior change we had to get into when it first happened Mm -hmm. felt like a lot. But it's actually going to be what it takes to get us out of this from a behavior perspective that I think is actually going to be the big thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe we need more topics on this, Rod, because I think that as we start to, you know, as the warmer weather comes and we can (gasps) gasp, start hanging out in each other's backyards again and, you know, seeing family members that we haven't seen when we've been in, you know, lockdown for so long, certainly in Ontario. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe that's a, maybe that's an ongoing topic is how do we how do we unravel this one? Yeah. The absence of change. Yeah. Because it turns out I like change. Turns out. Yes. Like all the fetching that I've ever done in my life. Yeah. This is worse. I know. It, it Doesn't it? Like if you go Boredom like. Boredom is way worse. Have I, am I exactly the same as I was a year ago? You kind of want to say, no, I'm I'm still me, but I've evolved and I. Right. in a way like i've changed somehow um whatever it may be yeah it it i'd like change too yeah change is good mm-hmm. that's our closing words change is good yes. <laughs> <laughs> and with but listen friends if yeah go go no no go, i was going to say and then with that uh, the only uh, kind of the top on what you were saying is like know it's going to be all an adjustment and tough change is good and we need to be conscious about it 
uh, and not, and we'll be surprised it's difficult, but then remind ourselves that, oh yeah, because this is a change, it's okay. We'll get through it. Yeah. And in the end, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll help each other through it too, right? Like that's the, that's the magic is to make sure that you are reaching out for help when you need it and talking to someone when you need to. And, you know, you could make a silly hat wearing day or I know people who have done like, bartending things where everybody gets a drink recipe and everybody makes it like there are all kinds of things that can be done um just to try to get yourself out of the rut and out of the boredom that is that is our lives right now when when nothing is novel but yes. it's just the spontaneity won't be there but the novelty still can be yes oh, i feel better mm-hmm. thank you rod thank you too so good thanks everybody really appreciate you guys listening thanks very much bye bye